Hey, it's Preston, your host of the Pomsky 101 podcast. We're really excited to get another episode out today after missing the last few weeks. Just a few things before diving in today, a couple of updates. First of all, in April, thank you to all of those who participated in the Pomsky of the Year contest. We had a great turnout. We really enjoyed those couple of weeks of looking at your beautiful and stunning Pomskis. It was a lot of fun for us and congratulations to all the winners. I forgot to do that in last episode. Uh, second of all, just wanted to mention we've seen an increase in activity on our website and in our email system of people looking for Pomskis. So that's great news for our breeders and the association. On the other side, our breeders have been busy with their litters. That's partly why we've missed the last few weeks of episodes. So for those looking for Pomskis, for all our shoppers out there, um, we have a lot of great litters and, and breeders who um, are ready with Pomskis and, and some that you can get on the wait list for. So a lot of fun activity there. And then finally, just wanted to mention a couple updates of things that we've been working on in the association. Number one is we have finalized our partnership with Embark. So for all of our breeders, if you go to your online portal, you will see uh, that partnership with Embark and some discounts that you can get there. Second of all, look for a Memorial Day sale coming up for new members of the association. We want to help you join the association and become a part of it. So we're going to be offering a Memorial Day weekend sale. And lastly, we've been working on growing our private Facebook group called the Pomsky Owners Association Group. If you go to our Facebook page and click on the More tab, you should be able to find that group. And we are really trying to control the amount of uh, promotions and soliciting from breeders on that page. So we're only allowing our uh, members of the association to post any litter updates. Other than that, it's really a resource for the community to learn from each other. And all of our approved breeders are marked as group experts. So you know when you're getting some sound advice from people with lots of experience. Without further ado, let's uh, jump into today's episode. It's a great one um, with Rachel from Golden State Pomskis about the do's and don'ts of leaving your Pomsky at home. Hey, Preston here, and welcome to the Pomsky 101 podcast, the official podcast of the Pomsky Owners Association, a leading authority of the Pomsky dog breed. Our community of Pomsky breeders and owners is dedicated to first helping you find the perfect Pomsky through a reputable breeder, and second, helping you raise and train the perfect Pomsky. So today we have Rachel joining us from Golden State Pomskis out of California. After a few breeders have given Rachel shout outs on the podcast previously, I had to make sure to get her on. So welcome, Rachel. Really glad to have you. Thanks, Preston. Uh, glad to be here. Um, love that you're doing this. I think it's really important to educate Pomsky owners and uh, future Pomsky owners. Uh, so. Uh, anything educational, I'm always uh, on board to help out. Awesome. Well, thanks for all you do in the community. We hear great things about your social presence and, and uh, everything you're doing. So thank you so much. And today I'm really excited to cover a commonly asked question that we get, and that is, can Pomskis be left alone? So not every Pomsky owner can be home 24 um, seven. And, and a lot are worried, you know, if I get a Pomsky, Am I going to have issues? How do I handle that? And then we have current owners who may be struggling with this issue as well. So before we dive into like all the nuances of this question, what is the short answer that you would give to Pomsky owners or people looking to own a Pomsky 
for can Pomskis be left alone? Yeah, my short answer would be yes, they, they can. Um, they definitely prefer not to be left alone. Um, but if you prepare them and set them up for success, then they can definitely uh, be left alone. Awesome. Okay. So before we dive into like preparing them for success and, and the environment and everything, what age can you start to leave a palm ski alone? Immediately. Um, I, I think it's important to build a puppy's confidence right away. Uh, leaving for short periods on a regular basis can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, alone doesn't always have to mean leaving the house. Uh, you know, you can leave them alone while you use the bathroom. Easier mm-hmm. said than done. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when you go get the mail or, you know, uh, you can set a time each day where maybe they, you know, take a nap in a separate room alone or, you know, you give them a Kong or a bully stick and put them in a, in a separate room for some um, alone time. So um, just keep that in mind. It doesn't always have to mean, you know, leaving the house. Yeah, I like that. And maybe that's a way to kind of progress towards leaving the house. Is there a way you suggest to owners that will be leaving their Pomsky at home alone, that they get to that point where they, they can do that. Is there kind of a process you recommend they go through? Um, I mean, I think it's, I recommend setting up a camera. Hmm. Uh, so you, you know, know how your Pomsky is responding and reacting when you're away. And so then I think it's just, you know, leaving for that first time and, and seeing how they do. Um, and then, you know, going from there, if, you know, there's no issues, then that's great. But, you know, if you're noticing um, any type of anxiety, then that's my, when you want to like revisit doing short periods of time and, you know, building up to uh, longer, longer periods as well. Yeah. Cool. Any suggestions on a camera? Yes. Um, I like the wise camera. Yes. Um, yes. I, are you familiar with it? Yes, I am. Yep. Yeah. Super, uh, easy to use, easy to set up inexpensive. And that the app is like really simple too. So that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Great suggestion. And, and people can get that on Amazon. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So you talked about kind of setting up Pomsky's for success when being left alone. Let's talk about that a little more. How, how do you suggest owners set their Pomsky up for success? Um, You definitely want to, well, my first thing is before you leave, always make sure they go potty right before you leave Uh the house. Uh, At my house, we call it a potty party. And that's where every (laughs) single dog goes out and goes potty together. We do it before we leave the house and we do it before bed. Um, But it's not a party unless every single one of them goes. Um, (laughs) You can get the kids involved too. send them to the bathroom, send the dogs outside, whole family potty party. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Um, And then, you know, um, this looks a little bit different for everyone. We all have, you know, our homes look different depending on, you know, where we live and where we put our palm ski um, Mm -hmm. when we leave. But, um, you know, putting them in their designated area, um, I always give my palm skis a treat, but I don't make a big deal out of it. You don't want to make it like a huge fuss. Um, You know, you just kind of want to put them in, give them their treat and like leave quietly. Yeah. Is there anything you suggest for the designated area? like a crate versus a room versus, you know, what are the options and what are your recommendations? 
Yeah, I think this is a little bit of a tough answer because I don't think there is a, an answer that, you know, fits every, every Pomsky. I think mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. Um, I personally always recommend a crate. I think a crate is the, the best option, um, but there's also, you know, a, a, a pen or if you decide to have your Pomsky you know, roaming the house. Um, I think it's really important to, you know, close doors that they don't necessarily mm. need access to. Um, safe and secure is always um, the best option. I would never leave a Pomsky roaming the yard yeah. when you're not home. Um, safe, safe and secure. So um, crate, I think is always, always the best option, but it doesn't always work for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other big don'ts? You mentioned not leaving them outside roaming. Any other big don'ts with leaving your Pomsky alone? Uh, leaving anything out that goes with personal items that you like, and you may not want you, <laughs> but more importantly, um, it's making sure they can't get into any toxic chemicals, food, medication, electrical cords, um, trash cans, uh, anything like that. All those things need to be picked up, put away. Okay. So let's say you set your palms up for success. You have a camera um, and you start to notice there's some separation anxiety, or if you don't have a camera, there's issues when you leave, you know, you hear the palms barking, whining, and same thing when you come home or your neighbor mentions something. What do you suggest or what do you do about that? Yeah. Um, so my experience with anxiety is, is very minimal. Um, I think that, oh, I find that most of the Pomskis that have separation anxiety are an only dog in the household. So, mm. um, a second Pomsky does wonders <laughs> or a second dog in general, I think is, uh, really helpful. Um, but if you're noticing severe, uh, anxiety, uh, which is often, you know, pacing, barking, howling, or excessive panting that's lasting longer than like 15 to 20 minutes after you leave, um, then I would recommend consulting a trainer. Um, It may even be something that you want to mention to your vet. It could, you know, kind of take a team of people to come up with the best treatment plan for your dog uh, to help them with that. Uh, And then there's also some really great uh, Facebook there's a Facebook group as well that uh, is awesome. Does a lot, uh, focuses a lot on desensitizing. So, you know, if you figure out that your Pomsky anxiety is maybe when you starts, when you put your shoes on or when you grab your keys, Mm, then, you know, it's um, doing those things on a daily basis, um, even when you're not going to leave the house, just to get them, you know, desensitized to, those actions. Um, so that Facebook group, uh, dives really deep, uh, into that. And it's, uh, not just, you know, it's, it's not a Pomsky trait. It can happen in any breed of dog. Um, so, uh, that, that group has tons of people and tons of experience across all different breeds. Cool. What's the name of that group? That group is, um, Puppy separation anxiety with Julie Naismith. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I will put that in the notes of this podcast for our listeners. So awesome. we also have some training resources uh, with 
the online dog trainer. We have a partnership with them and with Baxter and Bella. So I will also put them in the resources and I think they have some, uh, some trainings and videos around that as well. Hey, Preston here with a little aside, you've made it this far in the podcast. So we know you really care about raising and training your Pomsky in the best way possible. For people like you, our community of breeders, owners, and trainers wrote a book, The Complete Guide to Pomsky Training. It's the number one book on Amazon for Pomsky Training, and we've been thrilled to hear from hundreds of owners how helpful it is. So if you think you could use this book, head over to Amazon and search for Pomsky Training Books. Make sure it's the Pomsky Owners Association book with a red cover and over 100 ratings. You can get either a hard copy, electronic version, or audible version today. Alrighty, back to our episode. We don't get too many questions about separation anxiety. It sounds like from your experience, you haven't, you haven't experienced it very much. Do you have many owners reach out uh, that have purchased your puppies with this issue? Uh, no, not often. I mean, never, it tends to be sometimes a stage that they go through that passes. Yeah. Um, I find that a lot of times it's kind of in the, the teenage stage. Mm, um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere between like the six to 10 months mark. Um, and it, it has always seemed to subside after that. Yeah. This is a little off topic, but you mentioned getting another dog is always helpful. Uh, seems to, you know, reduce the likelihood of separation anxiety other than another Pomsky. What other breeds do you suggest real quick that go well with Pomskis? Pomskis get along. I feel like with really any breed, um, they just, I feel like they love dogs in general. So, um, I I think that any breed can, can match up with a Pomsky, but I, I like Pomsky. So I would do two Pomskis, but <laughs> right. We, we wouldn't suggest anything else at the Pomsky yeah. owners association, right? <laughs> hey, Preston, with a quick note here, after we finished recording the podcast, Rachel just wanted to make sure that I, I mentioned this real quick. You can ask your breeder if the puppy has had time alone. Well, it's great that puppies are raised in the center of a busy home and socialized, She mentioned that it can also be important that they experience some alone time too. her own personal experience, which she said I could share is that early on, she had some litters that were socialized really well, but the puppies didn't have any alone time. And she had a couple of puppies from those litters that ended up having separation anxiety issues with their owners as she started to implement practices that socialized the puppies, but also allowed them to experience some alone time too. She saw the number of separation anxiety issues decrease. In fact, um, she hasn't had any owners reach out to her with those issues. So something important that you can ask the breeder, you know, is the puppy being socialized in the center of a busy home, but at the same time, is the puppy having some alone time as well, which can be important. Okay, let's dive back in. Awesome. Okay. Any other tips that you have on leaving your palm ski alone? Um, I think that for some dogs leaving like music on in the background or the TV on can be helpful. Um, I think a fan can also be helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. if they're, especially if they're in a crate or a pen and you have a fan pointed in their direction, uh, we, we know that, you know, Pomsky's prefer, um, to be cooler. Um, so that, 
that can be helpful. There's also cooling mats um, that can go in the bottom of crates cool. uh, that can be helpful as well. Um, I think it's really, it's, it's trial and error. Like I mentioned before, like something that works for one dog may not work for another dog. So it's just, you know, having the patience and, and trying new things. If something is not, not working, um, you know, it, it might be something as simple as moving the crate to a different spot in the house or, you know, some Pomskis like their crate covered. So they feel more like a den, some like it open so they can see out. So it's just, you know, trying trial and error to figure out what is going to work for, you know, that particular dog. Yep. Totally. Well, this has been great. So to sum everything up, if I were to sum everything up, Pomskis, first of all, they can be left alone. Uh, you can start early and leaving them alone doesn't mean necessarily leaving the house, but you can start by going and getting the mail, going maybe on a neighborhood walk and coming back. But there's different things you can do to leave your Pomsky alone. It helps if you have a camera to see what your Pomsky does when you leave, uh, making sure you have the potty party before you leave, go potty and having a designated safe area. Uh, crates are highly recommended, but there's other options as well, depending on the Pomsky. And then like you just mentioned, trial and error. If you do have issues with separation anxiety, working with uh, online resources that we mentioned, but also a vet or, and or a trainer. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's great stuff. Super helpful. Anything that I missed there in my summary? The only thing that I, uh, that we didn't touch on is how long to leave a Pomsky. Ah, yeah. 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 Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's touch on that real quick. How long okay. can you leave a Pomsky alone? Yeah. Um, so I think this definitely uh, varies depending on where you're leaving your Pomsky while you're away. Um, if you're, you're crating, which I always support, I think four to six hours is a reasonable expectation and never more than eight hours. Um, if you're consistently gone for longer periods, then, um, I suggest looking into options that are going to give your Pomsky access to a potty area, um, or you have someone coming in the middle of the day to relieve your Pomsky and give them a break. Yeah. Any recommendations on, first of all, having access to a potty area? What does that look like and how can people do that? And then second of all, any resources for having people come in and, and help? Yeah. Um, so a couple uh, different options, whether you have a dog door that lets your dog out to a secured area. Again, never want them to just have access to roam the, mm -hmm. the whole yard. Um, I think it's important that they're you know, safe and secure, like we've been talking about this whole time. Um, so that could look like a doggy door to the outside and then a fenced area in the backyard, something like that, right? Correct. Yeah. Just a small area. Play pen area. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, my, my sister has a, a really good setup for her Pomsky Walter, um, who's in our breeding program. A lot of people know, no, no, Mr. <laughs> Walter. Um, so when he has a doggy door out to a small outside area, but when he comes into that doggy door, it's actually into a crate. So when he's, you know, inside he's, secure in a crate. And then he can also go outside though, into a, a small area as well. So he has the option to either be inside or outside. Cool. And what about if, if people need, uh, resources or help to have people come in, obviously a friend or family member 
would be ideal, but what other resources do you recommend? Yeah, I know that there are uh, services and apps out there for like dog walkers. Um, I unfortunately don't have any experience um, using uh, any of those services. So I I don't have a direct recommendation, Um, but I know that there are, um, you know, some amazing people out there who, who love animals that, you know, you can, you can trust to, you know, come in and and give your Pomsky, you know, a short, even, you know, 15, 20, 30 minute um, break out of, out of the crate. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I've got a brother in New York who has a dog, uh, a greyhound in New York. And he, he, I think he uses some of those online resources. There's also like a greyhound community in New York that he can get help with that it's kind of cool. Or like if he leaves town, he can leave his Greyhound with, with, uh, someone in that community. So yeah, you could look yeah. into things like that. Uh, yeah. That, that's area. awesome. <laughs> Very yeah. similar to, to what we do, uh, to all of our, uh, Pomsky owners are in a, a Facebook group and we try to help each other out when, you know, if someone's going out of town or, or going on, on a trip, but we do the same thing and try to, you know, everyone tries to watch each other's Pomsky. So you, <laughs> you're not giving them to, to, to some unknown person, you, you know, someone that, um, at least is experienced with the, the breed and knows what to expect. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cool. Okay. So I like to do a quick one minute round of questions at the end of each episode. Uh, they're the same for each breeder. Um, are you good if we go through those questions real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. What is your favorite type of Pomsky generation, coat type, color, eye color, all that? Yeah. So I love all colors, um, but I definitely prefer like a thicker bone, 20 to 25 pound Pomsky with a wooly coat is my favorite. Ah, pretty. What is your favorite attribute of the Pomsky breed? Their big, silly personality. (laughs) They make me laugh every day. I think that's the most common answer we get on that one. (laughs) What is one piece of advice you'd give to every Pomsky owner? It's more of a warning. (laughs) They're like potato chips. You can't have just one. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying get ready for more. If, If you're buying one, then you better start planning the next one. Yeah, it happens. It happens a lot. I like it. (laughs) Who is someone you really look up to in the Pomsky community, whether you've met them in person or online either way? Yeah, uh, this is a hard question. I could probably go on and on because I uh, feel incredibly lucky to know a lot of amazing people in the the community. Um, I have to mention Stephanie with Platinum Pomsky's. She really gave me the knowledge and confidence to start my program. Um, also Mike with purely Pomsky's is someone that I really trust and enjoy working with. Um, and I, I have to give a shout out to my girl, Sarah at Clover Ridge Pomsky's too, uh, cause she works really, really hard. Awesome. Cool. Uh, well, I think that's everything. This has been fantastic, Rachel. Uh, thanks for all your advice and answering this question and getting into the details. I think this will be super helpful for current Pomsky owners and those looking to purchase a Pomsky. So we'll have to have you back again. Uh, But until then, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for making it to the end of this episode. We hope you got a lot of valuable information that you can apply. We know if you made it this far that you're really serious about finding and or training and raising the perfect Pomsky. And we are here to help. Go ahead and head over to our website 
palmskiownersassociation.com where you will find lots of valuable resources directly from our breeders and owners of the association, all vetted and reputable. If you have any questions, uh, just let us know and know that we are always here to help you find, raise and train the perfect Pomsky. Have a good day.